Hey everybody, and welcome to Unhappy Endings, a rewatch podcast devoted entirely to the canceled too soon ABC sitcom Happy Endings. I'm Neil McNeil, and with me this week is my guest host, Alyssa Ray. And we're going to be watching episode four of Happy Endings, season two, Secrets and Limos. So, Alyssa... Hello. Hello. Thanks so much for coming on this week. Thanks for having me. Of course. So why don't you give the internet a little bit about yourself, where they can find you if they want to appropriately stalk you via the Twitter, Instagram, whatever, and um, how we know each other and what you're all about. Um, okay, so Twitter, definitely at MissLiss112. Uh, Liss is L-Y-S-S, not, you know, the stripper way, L-I-S-S. <laughs> um yeah, no, uh, if you want to find me, I'm occasionally on red carpets for PerezHilton.com, uh, so check out Perez TV. Um, and how you and I know each other is we briefly worked together at Perez. Mm-hmm. We also went to college together, but never crossed paths. It was one of those, like, we we were in, like, the same, like, circles, mm-hmm. like, respective circles, because you were you were in AE5, right? Uh, no, Sigma Pi Theta. Sigma Pi, okay. Because I thought that's how you knew Jillian. But yeah, you were in the Greek system. And I wasn't in the Greek system. I was in the M-Chan frat. Yes, yes. The Emerson Channel um, side of things where we were like, we're our own fraternity. But not really because we just like (laughs) were a bunch of nerds who made TV together. But like I like had a lot of crossover. A lot of my friends were in Greek life. So it's weird that we never like knew each other in school until we started working at Perez together for a little bit. Oh, agreed. I definitely think there was probably two or three times we were in physically the same parties. Probably. Just never spoke to each other. And we're, it's a small school. You probably went to a party at my apartment at one point too. Which where, which one was yours? 22 Wads. Yeah. Yep. yep. You were in my basement at some point. <laughs> <laughs> drunk freshmen, definitely. Yep. We, we loved drunk freshmen in our basement. Though kids, don't drink if you're under 21. Don't, don't do, do it. it. Don't do it. Learn from our mistakes. Um, and you are a fan of the show. I am, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You haven't seen all of it though so you're like one of those fans who's like still working your way through uh season three is kind of just there for you it's like it's one of those things where you know that it's coming to an end and you don't want to finish it because that makes it real for me it's just I get really frustrated with my internet connection and I can't (laughs) get through all the episodes and Mm -hmm. so I just kind of give up rewatching uh end of season two okay well that's that's a that's a fair assessment too um but you have seen enough of the show to know what it's about what your favorite moments are um one question I like to ask people who come on the podcast uh two questions actually who do you think you relate to most on the show and what's your favorite episode or even just like favorite scene but mostly like like favorite like overall episode Ooh, um, I think I relate to most Penny. Okay. Mainly because when I do drink too much, I try to speak Italian. (laughs) And it's mainly just my high school Latin coming out. So it's me just speaking like the Iliad. And, you know, (laughs) and it's just, it's not real. And I'm just like, photographia. And it's like, that's not Italian. Um, And then I think my favorite scene, oh, is when... Penny moves into her new apartment and there's just a bunch of cats and she's just afraid she's turning into a cat lady mm-hmm. because I, I just can see that happening for me in the future. One, because I love cats and they follow me everywhere. Two, probably going to be single at 30 because I'm a modern woman and I work a lot. So that's just a reality. I feel you there. I was actually, we watched that episode that was um the season two premiere, I believe, when Penny got her new apartment. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about how sometimes stray cats just hang out in front of my apartment and I'm like, Great. This is awesome. We're getting a cat in June. Oh. Me and my roommate are just getting a cat. We're like fostering a cat for a friend who's moving back to LA. But I'm like, this is it. This is how I'm going to become Penny. This is my year of Penny. Year like at Penny. first I was like, this is the year of Neil. And I was like, no, this is the year that Neil is Penny. Just formally change your name. Just formally <laughs> becoming, I'm going to, I'm going to become Penny McPenny. Penny O'Penny. Penny. 
penny penny wise. I don't know. I'll work on it. Work I'll on workshop it. it. <laughs> um, Focus group it. Yeah. Like ask my friends, like take mm-hmm. a Facebook poll, take a Twitter poll. Oh, that's more effective. Twitter polls are like my new favorite thing. Yeah. Cause grandma's comment on the Facebook polls and they, mm-hmm. they don't, they're not up to date. They don't love you grandma. It just, they don't know what's going on. I can't believe grandmas are on Facebook. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful like i feel like i like i'll post a status sometimes and like i'm friends with like a bunch of my aunts and uncles mm-hmm. and like some of my cousins who are not conservative but like mm-hmm. a little bit more like not attuned to my lifestyle like we're mm-hmm. like all a bunch of italian new yorkers mm-hmm. um so like i'm like i want to post this thing about boys i don't know if i should post this thing about yeah. boys <laughs> i was like that's a better thing for twitter but then also they follow me there it's a nightmare. Like, literally, my grandmother just got onto Facebook probably about, like, two months ago, three months ago. Oh, man. So, she's, like, gotten through every single photo, digging back to the ones in college that I uploaded that I should have made private. Mm. And she's commenting on these photos of me, like, making out with an, Ad- an Italian dude while I was studying abroad. Like, <laughs> oh, you're having fun in Los Angeles. One, the photo <laughs> says it's from 2012. Two, I'm mortified and I have horrible roots in that photo. Three, I'm like, Grandma, get off Facebook. Just go, go, please. She is just like, at least she's not commenting like, you shouldn't be doing this. Like, she's like living vicariously through you and like kind of like, like encouraging you. Yeah, she's, this is Grandma saying, get it, girl. Horrifying. <laughs> um, so in this episode, this is like a really fun episode for me because we have so many things going on. We have Dave uh, dating this new girl, lying to his friend, saying that he's in a slump, but really he's just dating a girl and he doesn't want to introduce her to his friends because they can be a little harsh. And Mm -hmm. like, I know all about that. Like, I am always so afraid to introduce my friends to anyone that I'm dating. One, because that makes it serious. And like, Mm -hmm. not that I'm a commitment foe, but I'm like, okay, if like, you're going to meet my friends, like the next step is you meeting my family. Mm -hmm. Cause like my friends are like my life out here. Like, like you, you know, the Emerson thing. Like we went to a very small school where like everyone's still so intertwined and like close with each other mm-hmm. that I totally feel Dave here it's like listen if this girl's just gonna be hot or if this guy's just gonna be like a dumb like side piece like that's fine what's the point you don't need to meet anyone yeah. um but then he they eventually break him because Alex runs into him at a restaurant and decides that you know what he will bring her but they have to be nice mm-hmm. is the one rule <laughs> and that does not go over so well no. we also have uh Brad having a hard time kind of relating to his boss and kind of a it's it's like that a whole office mentality of like oh there's a new boss in town like i don't know like how am i supposed like am i supposed to be like jokey with you like where's that boss employee relationship and like how do we define it mm-hmm. and he's trying to define it and then comes max with his bitch in 80s limo and just like bonds with this guy right out of the gate to the point where he becomes closer to the boss than brad would have liked and finally, the last plot of the episode is Penny and Jane. Um, Jane decides that Penny needs to really focus on the year of Penny and make a vision board. And Penny puts some things on her vision board, and um, they're not really coming true. She's kind of losing faith in it, but Jane, in the most Jane way possible, um, decides to start making some of these things come true and come to life. Um, so let's get started. Let's go back to the day of plot line. What is one time that you can think of that you've ever been seeing someone or had um had somebody that you were into and maybe like you ran into a friend out in public and you didn't know how to introduce them or like you were just so afraid to introduce your current significant whatever to your friends because you were just like, no, not going to happen. Um, I was definitely dating this guy when I first moved out to LA and we had gone to this karaoke bar all the way out in Santa Monica. And mm-hmm. if you know LA, that's just like far that is like going to another city yeah it's like it is a journey you shouldn't run into anybody you know 
And of course, uh, my old roommate who I lived with in a sublet for like three months is randomly <laughs> at this bar. And she's like, oh my God, Alyssa. And I'm like kind of drunk with this guy. And we're like very handsy. And it's like we're very clearly on a date. I've never jumped away from someone faster <laughs> than that moment. And you're awkwardly trying to be like, oh, well, you know, we're just kind of casual. It's not a big deal. I, uh, uh. Like it's that awkward dance around where you're, you can't say boyfriend because then that is going to spur the conversation and you don't want to have that talk with that person. And mm-hmm. then you have to do the awkward, this is my friend. I won't say his name, but yeah. this is my friend blank. And then their face just looks devastated and crushed. And you just know it's probably going to expire in about two and a half weeks. And it's just... It's brutal. It's brutal. I, I like to, um, so I play dumb sometimes. Because mm-hmm. um, my friends know me as someone who's like very bad at introducing people. Mm-hmm. So I will do the thing where like if I'm in a situation like that and like somebody that I'm with and it's like I don't know how to define the relationship and like I don't want to, I'll just like be like totally airy and be like, hi. And I'll actually, what I'll do is I will introduce the other person that I'm with to like my old roommate or like okay. my old college buddy. I'm like, oh my God, this is so and so. Like we went to college together. And then they'll say their, their name, and I don't have to say anything else. You don't have to give them a label. Yeah, That's no not... labels. Like, let's avoid the labels here. Um, I definitely had that situation. Um, I was dating a guy also when I first moved out to L.A. Um, he was someone that I dated in Boston, and I was living in New York, so it was like a distance thing. And we were both like, we're moving to L.A. at the same time. And we're like, this is great. And we get out here, and so this is a very fun story because it was the first night that I was go-go dancing when I was a go-go dancer and all of my college friends were like, we're going to come out and watch this. <laughs> and I was like, great. Awesome. P- please bring dollar bills. <laughs> like I was like, I was like, if you're going to come at least like tip me a few bucks. Yeah. Um, so like they all came and then the guy that I was seeing at the time decided he was going to come too and had to like, he had to like introduce himself to all of my friends while I was up on the bar dancing. <laughs> and I was like, this is the most awkward situation I could possibly be in right now. And um, he also, like, was, like, kind of weirded out that I was doing that. And I was like, I understand. But also, like, this is, like, a weird situation to be in. Like, I'm in a new city now. And, like, I'm, like, trying new things. So, like, maybe we shouldn't be together. Yeah. Ran it to him at a bar the other weekend. No. Yeah. How did that go? It was fine. It was cordial. Okay. It was very much, like, <laughs> like we hadn't, like, really seen each other. And it was, like, kind of, like... It was like a sad breakup. It wasn't like a messy breakup, but it was one of those like, oh man. And like, sometimes like, I'll admit, sometimes I'll see his posts on Facebook and be like, could we have had it all? Yeah. Could we have been, could we have been something? Yeah. Then I'm like, no, no, no. Like this, that was like a time in my life when like things were different. Um, And then like seeing him, I'm just like, I'm like happy for you. And like, I'm happy mm-hmm. that you're doing well. And I'm happy that like, we don't have to like awkwardly dance around the whole like, we dated at one point. Like someone was even like, oh, like, do you know so-and-so over there? And I was like, we dated in college. <laughs> Fun times. Fun times. At least you didn't ghost them. That's the worst. It's no. I definitely ghosted that guy who was at the bar with me. And oh, no. And I went to a wedding in San Francisco, and he was like, come over and watch Game of Thrones. And I was like, I, I'm going to a wedding in San Francisco. I'll hit you up when I get back. Nine Never. months. Never. <laughs> before the next time I ran into him. And he was like, what happened? And I just told him I got mugged. I told him I lost my phone and I was robbed and I didn't have his number anymore. That is, that is a commitment. That is a commitment to a story right there. Yeah. I just was like, I went to San Francisco, came back, got mugged, and then you never texted me on my new number. Oh, damn. That is. I'm going straight to H-E-Double Hockey Sticks for sure. I mean, at least, was he upset? Was he like devastated or did he just kind of move on? Because like, I'm sure like he... 
I'm sure you're fine. Like, I, if anything's going to send you to hell, it's not that. Yeah, no, it definitely, <laughs> he was really mature and nice about it. I think he knew because I'm, I'm an okay liar on the spot, mm-hmm. but then when I get, I need to add more details, that's when I start kind of like... Fumbling over your words. Fumbling and, it, you know, just kind of, the story gets bigger and grander and all of a sudden I'm mugged and <laughs> I, I'm in West Hollywood and this and that. And he's like, you got mugged in front of the Abbey in West Hollywood. I'm like, yes, that is what happened. He's like, what, did you make a police report? And I was like, no, I was, a lot was going on in my life. I was drunk. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. And it, he just, it, he just, you know, we parted ways and I've never seen him since that one time. At least you haven't seen him because that would have been weird. Um, so yeah, Dave, Dave decides to bring this girl uh, against his own better judgment to a dinner party and she is just the worst. Garbage human. She just roasts everyone. Like she's the kind of girl who knows how hot she is mm-hmm. and like is fully okay with the fact that she is just a hot girl mm-hmm. and she's just gonna like lay it into everyone like say like the bitchiest backhanded compliments calls penny's vision board a desperation board <laughs> <laughs> which like i respect the vision board i respect it i respect anyone who has the time and commitment to make a vision board because like i did it once and it stayed under my bed for like six months unfinished where i was like great <laughs> this is a great representation of how my year is gonna go <laughs> Yeah, definitely. You're just kind of like, oh, well, this just shows what I'm dedicated to in real life. Yep. But it was weird because out of all the people who were nice to her, it was Alex. Mm -hmm. And she has this nice conversation with Dave later on in the episode about how she's like, she's going to be cool with it. Because like once Dave like finally does find that person, like, yeah, it's going to suck for her. But like Mm -hmm. right now it's just this hot girl that he wants to have sex with. So like, of course she's going to be cool with it. Like Alex doesn't want... To give any negative feelings towards someone that she knows isn't going to be around for a while. Which this Molly girl definitely isn't. And it was like a weird moment of like these two exes like kind of like dealing with the fact that like they still have some unresolved issues. Which Mm -hmm. like there's always going to be when there's a relationship that ends as tragically as theirs does. Um, Have you ever had to like coexist with an ex like that? Oh my god, yes. (laughs) Um, Well, I dated the same guy on and off all throughout high school and the um, every time we would break up he would almost immediately replace me with just another slice and I knew it wasn't yeah. you know like I you know I was the high school sweetheart like I knew that like I knew my place in my role like <laughs> it was but you know it did there it was there was no reason in getting jealous over these girls because especially when you're in high school like you have way other dramas like your best friend's talking about you behind your back and what this and that. yeah and so you just you just kind of have to like let it go and you know there were some times when I saw you know when I went off to college and I saw he was like moving in with girls and this and that mm-hmm. I would get jealous and be like hey I'm coming home for the summer and I'm like oh no 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 no, no. Check don't do yourself. that because you don't want to be with him anymore you've grown up into the person you want to be and he's growing into the person he wants to be mm-hmm. and um yeah it's 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 definitely a weird dance and you struggle with it on the inside but there's just something you once you hit that adulthood level where you're just like goodbye we're done mm-hmm. like it's you know sometimes you just gotta move on i definitely i think one of my college exes um one of the ones who i've talked about very very frequently on this podcast he's still a good friend of mine mm-hmm. and it's we've both had like those um kind of like that parting of ways where it was like well we're both like adults now like let's go off into our own separate lives and worlds and like it's just it's so interesting to see like how we've both been able to like navigate it like we've had conversations about our current significant others and i'm like mm-hmm. this is nice to be able to have that with someone who like i shared a very special time of my life with mm-hmm. and now we're just like on this like cool surface of like we're gonna be friends um i might i'm trying to get him to come on Ooh. well the, the problem is he doesn't live in la okay but i'm like 
whenever you're in LA, you can come on this podcast to like, fingers crossed for that. Just some major truth bombs about your relationship is going to drop. Oh, he is. No, he is ready. He's like, you have misrepresented me in some of these episodes. And I was like, you are listening. Thank you so much for supporting me. <laughs> every listener counts. Every, every listener counts. Every subscriber to this podcast counts. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast, guys. Um... <laughs> Story number two of this episode is um not the weakest story, but like definitely one of like the like the least emotional stories of this episode is Brad and his boss mm-hmm. and the food on his face. Cause mm-hmm. Brad 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 acknowledges that this boss of his who he's trying to get along with always has food on his face. And it's like a respect thing, but also like you don't know if you're allowed to like tell someone who's like in a higher position than you that they've got something going on there that like they should really take care of. Mm-hmm. And of course Max in his bitch and 80s limo decides to tell this guy, like you got some food on your face and they end up bonding which is like a very like sweet and like i don't know it was like it was a very random and out of place story for me i felt like it had more to do with brad and max's friendship and the boss just kind of like got in the way of all this i feel like they really like played up that whole aspect of this episode but i don't know like i don't if i ever had a boss who was that stern with me who like either had like food on their face or like their shirt was inside out like would i be able to tell them no, no way. No, no, no. And two, I would not introduce them to my friends. Yeah. If my friend is a, no offense to Max, I love that character, but like a garbage human, like <laughs> functioning garbage human like Max, I would keep him as far away as possible. I would be taking a bus, an Uber, a cab. <laughs> I would not be calling my friends like grungy, like that was a big risk to pull up in a grungy 80s limo and be like, mm. I think someone's going to think this is cool. No, 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 no. The, real life is not a sitcom. Like, that's not going to happen. As much as I want it to be. As much as I want <laughs> it to be, it's not going to be. I, I mean, like, I I don't know. I don't think I would ever, like, I'm, I'm cool with my bosses. Like, my bosses are, like, really nice, fun people. So, like, if this ever happened, like, with them, like, I would, I would totally introduce them to my friends. Maybe not the maxes of my group, but, like, my, like, more well-established friends. Your Janes of your friends. My Janes. I would introduce them to all of my Janes. Never the Maxes. Never the Maxes. Keep Max, like, in his own separate corner of the universe because, like, that guy, he got some stuff. He's got some stuff going on. He's great to have in the squad. Like, it's meant to be because he livens things up. He's mm-hmm. casual. He, you know, he keeps you grounded. But when it's your career, sometimes you just have to bring in, like, the Janes. and the, Even as much of a train wreck as Penny can be, mm-hmm. she's a professional lady. You she know? She's a professional woman. She got her own condo, you know? She intimidated <laughs> a man with a condo. Like, girl can, girl can get it. Girl that's, can do it. That's what I want to be. Right? I want to intimidate a man with my condo. The dream. It's literally <laughs> the L.A. dream. It's- I mean, I've definitely had guys, like, come over here before and be like, you have a really nice apartment. Like, you have a really nice, like, cute space. And I'm like... I've been here for three years, so, like, no big deal. I'm settled. <laughs> I'm settled in. Like, are you ready to settle? Because, like, you could settle for me. <laughs> it's, you're just like, these are all of the the flags you need to pick up on, and um, <laughs> I'm a boyfriend boy, or I'm a girlfriend girl. You know, you're just yeah. like, these are the things. Yes, I've moved in, and my bed is comfortable with down pillows. <laughs> oh, my God. My bed. I just redid my entire bedspread, got a new mattress topper on it. I don't ever want to leave it. <laughs> like, it's, like, it's a problem with me, and I'm like... I can't wait. Like, I haven't broken it in yet. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't. Like, I've been fairly good recently. I've been fairly, like, put together and demure. Um, no, I haven't. Uh, <laughs> but, like, I haven't, like, invited a boy over to stay in my bed. And I'm just waiting for the day that that happens. And he's like, this is a really nice bed. And I'm like, yeah. You don't ever have to leave. You could stay here for as long <laughs> as you want. Breakfast in bed? Why not? I just upgraded to, like, full adulting bed. I went... From having a bed, accidentally breaking it, to just being box spring and a mattress on the floor oh. for 
two years in Koreatown mm-hmm. to moving to my nice new like Sherman Oaks place with a metal <laughs> frame bed and plush mattress and brand new sheets. And I had a boy stay over for the first time in it. And the whole time he was like, these these plush pillows. Oh my God. And I was like, yeah, I got a package deal at Bed Bath & Beyond. I use coupons. <laughs> and I just like, I it was the proudest like mature adult moment in my life. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, one, my bed is comfortable for you to be in. Two, you can also leave. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for your services. You are no longer required here. Goodbye, thank you. (laughs) I need to get a metal bed frame. Like, that's my next big adult Mm -hmm. purchase, is a metal Mm -hmm. bed frame. But, like, one step at a time. Um, Finally, our last big plot of the episode, which is, like, one of my favorites of the series, is the vision boards. Mm. What is on your 2016 vision board? Do you have one? Do you actually have a vision board? I feel like I need to make one. I would love to make one. I have a, I have an OG Tumblr, and I just kind of, like, reblog the angsty, hipster dream stuff mm-hmm. uh, that I wish I was cooler uh, to be. Um, there's definitely things, like, um, I want to travel more. So anytime there's, like, a scenic, like, Hawaii picture, Italy, mm-hmm. even, like, random shots of Vancouver, I'm like, let's <laughs> do this. Let us get into this. Let's travel. There's a $115 flight on CheapoAir.com. I mean, you should sponsor this Cheapoair.com. <laughs> I'm going to write that down because that is one of my vision board. Cheap traveling. <laughs> cheap traveling. Not even just like cheap traveling, just like getting out of LA. Just out of LA because we just get stuck in this rut a lot. Mm-hmm. And every day, it's almost like Groundhog's Day because it's like the weather is the same. You see the same people at work. Your friend groups are amazing in their family, but you see them all the time. You go, You have your regular bars. You know, if you're in a relationship, you see the same guys. You do the same date night. Um... If not, even if you're seeing different guys, it's still the same bars you're making them meet you at because you know that the happy hour is really cheap. <laughs> Bless the bayou. Um, and, you know, you just kind of get stuck in this Groundhog Day. So my friend and I, we try to do like a once a year big trip out of L.A. Last okay. year we did San Francisco. This year we want to do Palm Springs. And I think that's like the major thing on my vision board. Like when she was talking about Greece, I was like, girl, I get you. One, the economy sucks. So tickets are going to be cheap. Yeah. Hotels are going to be cheap. Penny, let's do this. <laughs> I definitely, I was pricing out tickets um, from LA to New York and then from New York to Italy for my birthday. I don't know if I'm going to do it. I'm sitting on it right now, but it's like, um, I want to go to Rome. Oh, the dream. I want to go to Rome because my my whole family's from Italy, like Naples and Sicily. So I'm like, I want to like stay in like the northern part of Italy Mm -hmm. for my first trip and then like Mm -hmm. make my way down to Sicily, like maybe next year, maybe later on in the year, who knows. But like, I got a I got a sapphire travel card. Like I can do this. Like I can do this right now. Like this is my vision. Um, and I was like pricing it around my birthday, and I'm like, I could do this. It's either there or London. Ooh, both are great choices though. I would I would travel the crap out of London. Tube takes you everywhere. And go see Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Though you do see so much of Italy with the Euro Pass. Mm-hmm. It's it's amazing. Like. Um, uh, Bologna and like Florence are really not that that far outside of the city, and it's just they're real. Like Luca is really beautiful. Mm-hmm. I might have said all of those cities wrong. Please don't judge me. <laughs> I'm like waspy white from Massachusetts, um, but I did go to Italy. But they're really easy to travel to. So if you do choose Italy, you can do as much travel as you would in London. That, that's like definitely one of my main vision boards um, for this year. Also, get my six pack back. Ooh, yeah. Like that was like. Like I, I peaked my physical, my physical being peaked in 2014 when I was a go-go dancer. And I'm like, this is it. This is how it's going to stay. It did not stay. <laughs> it left. It left very quickly after I stopped doing all that. And you know what? I want it back. Of course. I want a Jane in my life to like push me to go to the gym. 
I get that. I I'm, get that. I'm have you ever had a Jane moment or have you ever had a friend do a Jane to you where they just kind of like try to like steer your destiny? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a really awful boyfriend in LA, probably mm-hmm. like the second or third guy I dated out here. And it was like just toxic. We dated for like nine months. We break up, get back together, break up. Just like constantly just like, I've like physically screamed at him to get out of my apartment before like at three o'clock in the morning. Like just toxic. And I had I've a friend there. who went into my phone and put their number as his number. So every time I try to text him, they would just text me back the word no. And so for the first few weeks, and I would like kind of go off on him and be like, what do you mean no? What are you talking about? <laughs> and they would just text me back the word no. Mm-hmm. And finally, I looked at the number and I realized it was not the Georgia area code that I became so accustomed <laughs> to know and love um, and tragically had memorized. That's the worst thing. It's Everyone's like, you know, you just delete. I'm like, no, I know his number. I still remember my high school <laughs> boyfriend's phone number. I doubt it's still his number, but I'm like, that is ingrained in my mind. I've like, because I've deleted it so much, I've typed it out manually, mm-hmm. like drunk at a bar being like, I know it. <laughs> you know, like I, it's tragic. And finally I texted him. I was like, who is this? And the funny thing is I didn't know my own really, really, really close <laughs> best friend's number, mm-hmm. but I could remember that it was not my ex-boyfriend's. And she was like, girl, Look at your life. Look at your choices. And then I was like, you're right, you're right, you're right, right. That is a good friend right there. Yeah. (laughs) I do not deserve her. (laughs) I've definitely, like, I've definitely been at a bar with a friend. Actually, this happened a few weeks ago with my friend Brayden. Uh, We were out. It was me, him, and his friend Sam. Or our friend Sam. They're, like, they're, like, two, like, the best friends I've ever met. Like, Mm -hmm. their relationship is beautiful. Mm -hmm. I love them so much. They are so nice. They are so sweet. They're so welcoming. Um, We were out at a bar. And Brayden was like, I am this guy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you should go talk to him. You should go talk to him. He's like, I don't know. And I was like, you should go talk to him. And the guy was like, eyeing him back. Ooh. So Sam and I were like, we're going to go outside the bar. Like, you go back into the bathroom. And like, as he's like walking back, the guy's like watching him. And I'm like, go get his number. Go get his number. And I turned to Sam and I was like, if he doesn't do this and if he comes out here, I'm going to walk in there with Sam's number written or Brayden's number written down on a piece of paper and just give it to this guy. Yep. Luckily, he ended up talking to the guy did not go well. Oh. No, no, no. Not because of anything Brayden did. Because the guy was just not a not a keeper. Not one of those ones you want to bring home. Not zero to hero. Not. No way zero <laughs> to hero. He was a straight up just like. Scrub. He was a West Hollywood boy. Like, oh, I'll put it that way. He, he was, was so West Hollywood. Oh, good lord. I know the straight versions of those. They are the worst. It's just like, it's just like, I don't know what it is about this area code. It's like, whether they're straight or gay, it's just like. They're the ultimate F-boys, you know? Like, it's just... Fuckboys are the worst. Absolutely. They are I keep so, censoring. So my, I keep censoring myself because I'm not sure if I'm allowed to swear. You can swear all I'll you want. I'll bless. Thank God. <laughs> okay, thank God. So fuckboys are the worst. They are. I have had so many experiences with fuckboys out here mm-hmm. in LA. It's like, it's like a specific type of person. It's anyone... I've learned that fuckboys are anyone who will list themselves on Facebook or on Tinder as self-employed at actor. Oh, Or no. SAG-AFTRA. <laughs> absolutely or if on the first date um you ask them what they do and they pitch you their screenplay mm. and you're like i can't hear another cowboy sci-fi plot on like whatever <laughs> drink state we're having and then i'm like oh wow like are you trying to get up what are you doing with that or blah 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 and they're like yeah you know in the meantime i'm working at a movie theater really just trying to you know pay the bills but you know i'm there's a lot of time just dedicated to the script okay but like how much money are you making on that <laughs> script i'm like i need to see your net worth your income like if we're ever eventually going to get an apartment together even though this is the first <laughs> date i'm already envisioning it i need to be okay with the fact that you're a manager of an arc light 
You have to you have to learn to live with it. Yeah. I like I I respect the guys who like when I tell them what I do, they're like, okay, but what do you want to do? Exactly. Like, that's very nice of you to ask. If you have a, like if you have a dream and you're passionate, and you're actually pursuing it. If you're like telling me, you know, you write every day and you you know you have like I once went on a date with a guy and I went to his apartment and I saw all of the notes for scripts laid out all over his walls. I'm like, okay, you are an artist. Mm -hmm. I can't hear the vague guy who's like, well, I'm like dabbling in stand-up comedy. Mm -hmm. But he's a, he's a, not in like the fun, like, oh, I'm like exploring my creativity way. But like, I want to be a stand-up, but really I just watch Netflix all day, do nothing, and then complain about how I don't have a career or people don't want to give me writing jobs. I'm like, well, when was the last time you wrote like a spec script? When was the last time you actually did an open mic night? Like, Let's get some perspective on, like, what's actually getting in your way. Like, walk me through this, like, little plan. So you're jaining it right now. <laughs> like, you were, like, guiding this life. And you're like, let's figure out how to get you from point A to your dream career. I'm definitely a hybrid of Jane and Penny because, like, there's just some tragic things in my life. Like, you know, like, I keep getting ads for J-Date. And it's like, <laughs> and it'll be like, um, it'll be like, dating shouldn't be hard as parting the Red Sea. One, I'm Episcopalian. They're getting to a point where, like, any dating app is like, we get you're on OkCupid and Tinder a lot. Maybe try your hand at this. Like, maybe Jewish boys will like you. And, I mean, trust me, I love my I love my fair share of Jewish boys because you, like, exactly know what to expect. It's just, like, circumcised, like, Hanukkah bush. Like, they're like, you're good. They, like, they keep it neat. And you're like, you're fine with that. They're like, great. But, like, it's just, like, it's, like, the tragic, like, fate constantly trying to, like, be like, mm maybe you're a little too loud like maybe you know this and that never date an italian oh god god i'm just like loud and louder is like my two volumes Mm -hmm. me with like italians or like middle eastern men or which i love dating Mm -hmm. it's just gets it's just we can't even be in a restaurant it's just like it we ruin people's meals (laughs) it's it's pretty brutal but no and then then there's a side because like i'm very much like the like the referee in my family I you know I, I'm very organized I make sure you know I come from a divorced family so it's like I can I do the communication between the two parents and my sister and this and that so I have like really weird like type a coping skills that come out <laughs> at the weirdest times but every now and then Jane comes out but I love her so bless I love her I love how much she cares about her friends I love her yeah. ability to like kind of guide her friend's destiny and like ultimately get Penny that date with a guy who has a vision board so she's <laughs> Not going to call him back. That's like the biggest like turning this whole episode on its head where she's like, why would I date a guy with a vision board? It's just the realest thing because it is kind of a, a like for a red flag for like a girl in her 30s being like a bartender with a vision board and you're just kind of like, I kind of get it, Penny. Like mm-hmm. I get it. But at the same time, are you one to judge right now? Yeah. <laughs> like, can you be picky? You have cats lining up outside your home. Like, let's get some perspective. Let's just not be alone. You know? What's four months out of your life? A nice hot fling of a bartender. You'll learn yeah. how to make some drinks. You know, he gets tips. He can buy pizza and stuff. That, Just keep your eyes open for something better. That is the dream. A boy who will buy you pizza and make you drinks. <laughs> it's like, actually, though. That is going on my vision board. Dream. dream and you know what? Dream. Me and my vision board need to get a room. Yeah. A boardroom. <laughs> a boardroom, yeah. <laughs> best joke i love it i love this episode because alex like pretty much serves no purpose other than to like be like dave i'm okay with you dating Mm -hmm. she even like comes in at one point she's like people are trying to nap like this was like the most real alex (laughs) has ever been when she is out at the takeout restaurant getting all that food and he's like oh four utensils three two nope all just for her last night i would have just lied i would have said yes for oh no i'm totally fine with it i'm totally fine with telling the people this is all for me Last night, I found myself after um, a stand-up show, literally just sitting on my computer, eating leftover Chinese food, going, 
I'm glad I saved this. I'm glad I had no one to share this with because this is enough food for me. Well, I do the Gilmore Girls method where you over order and then you let it last for the week. Yeah. Because I don't cook. I don't like, I, my Koreatown apartment, I didn't turn on, my, my pilot light went out mm-hmm. and it started slowly, slowly filling with gas. Oh. And I didn't realize it because I had never used the oven before and I didn't know what like pilot light gas smelled like. So I like for like a solid month just had like, I never used my oven, so I didn't know it was working. I just had gas filling my apartment. I just am useless, and so I just order food all the time. Good thing you didn't light any candles in that apartment. Yeah, no, no, no. I just also, at the time, was dating somebody, so I was never home. And I had a friend crash in my apartment. They were like, your apartment is filled with gas. And I was like, oh, open a window. It'll probably go away, right? No. And that's not how life works. This was also, like, a while ago, but I've adulted a bit more since then. I'm glad you have. (laughs) I'm not dead, so. (laughs) Well, Alyssa, thank you so much for coming on this week. Thank you for having me. This was great. Of course, yeah. Tell the internet once again where they can find you, how to to stalk you properly. If you want to stalk me properly, um, you can check me out on Twitter, at MissLiss112. So, Liss is L-Y-S-S, the classy way, not the stripper way. Um, And then you can also find me on Perez TV. I do the occasional red carpets. You might not see my face, but you'll hear my voice. It's a good, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good medium to be in. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, because I don't have to worry about my makeup falling off uh, in 100 degree heat, like for red carpets. Which Um, is always the worst. Oh, well, the last red carpet we worked, a girl vomited on me. So that was a, that was a wonderful night. That is, that is disgusting. (laughs) A story for another time. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast, rate us, comment us, share us everywhere, and also be sure to watch Happy Endings because it's a great show. All right. Thanks, you guys. See you next time.